good time of the day and welcome to another episode of and when i say i mean i'm your co-host austin and i am your other co-host adrian so uh welcome to another week adrian did you do anything um breathtaking this week Hmm, breathtaking I don't think so. I don't know if I did anything breathtaking, but I can tell you what I did, and then you can tell me if it's breathtaking. Well, I mean, it's your breath, though. Nothing took my breath away. Okay. So what'd you do this week, then? Just mundane and putrid. That's uh, that's not what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Did you notice I got a new chair? Nope. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell chair. you. I couldn't tell you what your other chair looked like. It was small and you couldn't see it, and it was blue. Oh. Yeah, I think it was for children. I got it from Goodwill when I moved to New Hampshire. <laughs> oh. This chair I got from work because they just have like millions of chairs at work, and sometimes they give them away for free. Nice. So I got this one. Um. So that's nice. Congrats. Um, so last week, if you remember, I was talking about we were setting up for the youth conference. I do. This past weekend. So that happened on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, um, it was... I got a lot of worthless Snapchats about it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never send you Snapchats ever again. Okay. Just as long as it's not like a completely anticlimactic warhead story with some <laughs> random guy I don't know. Listen, I thought that he was going to die because he's so... Okay, this is what happened. You said it like a million times. We had... There was a bunch of... There's like a bucket of candy and there's a bunch of warheads in it. And one of the youth was like, warheads don't phase me. I was like, there's no way. So he and his brothers just like start busting open like tons of them. I mean, you saw the video. He yeah. eats eight of them at once. It was incredible. That took my breath away. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, so yeah, no, it went really well. Um, it was rather exhausting, but it was good. It was better this year than last year uh, because, like, I didn't also have to host. What was some the, of the theme? The theme this year was identity. So, what is our identity? Our identity is not in the things that we do or the things that we find value, but our identity is in Christ. Mm. Not like Batman. Not like Batman. I'm not really sure the reference, but we didn't talk about Batman. It's not what's deep down, but his actions that define him. Batman says that in, in... No, it's Christ that defines us, not right. Batman. So not like Batman. No. Um, so Friday night was just kind of like a fun party time. We had like a glow rave, which was enjoyable. Huh? Um, <laughs> Saturday was more meaty. Um, we had a bunch of sessions um, where we talked about identity and discussion groups and we did so i was in charge of the games as i talked about last time i think they were a big hit um i enjoyed them a lot i I will say i was more impressed with the bowling alley than the guy eating warheads thank you thank you (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that you were impressed with that um the problem was that the pins were really weird 
and the balls didn't roll very straight, so it was really hard to actually be So, like, all the things that are essential to bowling. Yeah, but it made it difficult, so it wasn't yeah. like it was too easy for them. Well, how long was the the, uh, the alley? Uh, maybe 20 feet. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's good, then. I don't know. That's an approximation. And, um... Yeah, we just had some really good speakers come in talking about identity. Um, and then on Saturday night, we had a time where we were able to like pray for all of the youth, which was really good. Um, and then Sunday, we went to church at the first service and talked about how our identity spurs us on into mission. And then we were able to put that into action by going out and serving in our community. So I got to help, like, um, do some cleaning. We literally used, like, a, an entire bottle of bleach on this person's kitchen. But it looked spotless. I I was uh, collecting food for a food drive on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it was awful. It was 20 degrees, and uh, Anthony convinced me to play Pokemon Go. And it was, that day was, my phone, I opened Pokemon Go, and it's like, warning, dangerous wind is out there. Are you safe? And you have to say, yes, I am safe, before it lets you do anything. Oh, so I'm goodness. out there. I thought we were going to be inside of Walmart. Mm -hmm. So I'm wearing, like, not my winter jacket, no gloves. I don't wear hats because I'm anti-hat. So I'm, I'm out there I'm with freezing you. to death. Uh, standing next to a shopping cart, asking people if they want to donate food. That sounds terribly cold. It was, uh, yeah. It was very cold. Wow. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But our identity spurs us on to service. Yeah. It's true. Even in the cold. That was really good. And so then we, we also got to, like, meet and pray for the people that we were serving. So that was also a good, another dimension to it. Nice. And then, did I do anything else this week? Monday, we had a community group, and I was just really tired from the week, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, we're just going to hang out. Turns out we had a bunch of people come to community group, including, like, one of the leaders from IV, and I was like, well, guess we're going to have to really do this. Turns out, when you're tired and you just kind of let the, you know give up control of the group sometimes it turns out to be a really good meeting and it turned out to be one of our like best meetings so far that sounds that awful we've had in a long time what <laughs> that sounds awful sorry i had to sneeze <laughs> well it wasn't terrible it was pretty good actually and then last night didn't do a whole lot we played some board games after work played above and below which i got destroyed nice it's not like tiling a bathroom it's more like <laughs> it's more like having a village and exploring caves. Okay. And then I came home and did laundry and fell asleep watching Twin Peaks. And then that seems right. <laughs> I was so then I so I fell asleep in the in the middle of the episode and then I woke up at like midnight on the couch and was like shoot I need to turn to my laundry over and so I went downstairs to change my laundry and like saw myself moving in the reflection of the the window down in the basement and it 
freaked me out so bad. I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to get murdered like Laura Palmer. And yep. so I like quickly yep. like threw everything in there and ran upstairs into my bed and hid. Did jazz music come on? No. Oh. Then you no. knew you were going to get murdered. No, I didn't. So, yeah, that was that's that's how I've been. Nice. Well, the weather took my breath away this week. Mm, that's good. It, that's good. It's it's 11 degrees outside right now. Uh I had to shovel snow off of my porch. Um there's still snow inside my car just because it doesn't melt during mm-hmm. the day. Um I also had a level 10 hair emergency. Nice. Uh, <laughs> well, no, wait, wait, time out, time out. Isn't the yeah. hair emergencies like ten is like it's not an emergency. Like no, ten. I thought ten was a was a real emergency. No, Regardless, no, no. I thought the lower numbers were. were I had a hair emergency, uh, so I got a haircut today, but it was too bad. It was uh, Linda's assistant was my hair cutter, mm. um, and she Hi, she makes small talk, which is much worse. Uh, Linda does not. Wow, that's uh, like the dream. Yeah, and she also asked me what uh what length of cutter I wanted and I'm like I don't I don't tell you. Linda anything. I sit down, we say nothing to each other. <laughs> she cuts my hair and I walk out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's man. amazing. Um, scenario. Yeah. Uh so I had to talk about Halloween and I did nothing on Halloween. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was, it's not, not my favorite haircut, but it wasn't my favorite haircut. Fair. Um, I also, I kind of watched the Red Wings yesterday, but that, that was just like a normal, actually, that was pretty breathtaking. They won six to one, which is insane. If you know They're anything now about like the Red Wings. They're now like 500 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, somehow they're not terrible now so that that's that was pretty amazing mm. i went and talked at a church um sunday not I, yours not mine uh we were we were talking about university um so we took over their service nice to talk about university so that was pretty good So that that was about all I did, um, and then smoothly transitioning to our next topic. Uh, <laughs> uh, faithful listener Luke from somewhere, Rochester. Uh, Luke from Rochester, not New York. No. Um, New Hampshire. Emailed us on our email address, and when I say I mean at gmail dot com, wink. Um, and said, hey, y'all should talk about nostalgia. So, Luke, your wish is our command. We're talking about nostalgia today. Is that how the saying goes? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't know. It sounded wrong when I said it, but I'm pretty sure that's a real saying. Fair enough. I will say, too, I think that... Now, I don't want to upset people because this may upset people but i think luke might be the most enthusiastic fan of this podcast oh 
Y'all, actually, I've seen fan videos that he's made of our podcast. I, I'll back that up. Honestly, I, no, no one else has. It's a real saying. No one else has made. I, I haven't seen a fan video from anyone else. So, nice. Y'all need to step up. Shout out to it's, Luke. It's hard to make videos when we do an audio podcast. Whatever, but I've seen them. Um, that does sound weird, though. Your wish is my command. It's a real saying. Interesting. It's weird. I've heard it all my life, but for some reason I can't think of it. But anyways, nostalgia. I feel like, well, I don't know where this is going to go or where you're thinking it's going to go, but I feel like we should define nostalgia first because I think that would be helpful. Okay, what's nostalgia? I don't know. I I don't have a definition, so I'm just going to do what I do best. Actually, I don't know if it's what I do best, but it's what I do a lot of, and that's just talk off the top of my head. Nostalgia is the feeling when, um, hmm, the feeling of good memories. I don't know. That's not, that's not it. That is not, that is not it. Um, so according to Google's advanced answers or whatever that thing is that shows up at the top when you just Google something. Uh, nostalgia is, is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with a happy personal association. Um, so you're kind of right, actually. It comes from the word nostos, which, if you remember the Odyssey, is uh, that's Odysseus's goal. Um, it means return home. So um, hmm. Odysseus is nostalgic um no, actually he's he's seeking nostos so it means literally it means uh the pain for returning home um if we're translating it from greek so a literal definition might be acute homesickness um so it's like a, it's just like a longing for something so I'm going to broaden it maybe a little bit. Like yeah. a, a longing for good, well, I don't even want to say good memories. It's it's like, because the idea of home is something that is very strong, I think. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to apply to the idea of home. I think that feeling of home can be applied to other things. If that's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to say that without using so many words. Huh, nostalgia has really taken off since, like, 1920 as a word that people use in books. And probably maybe people weren't as nostalgic back in the day. Actually, I have no idea. I, maybe I have more. a hard time believing that's true. Um, um, but, yeah, so I'm going to go for for that longing of the feeling of homeness and hope that people understand what I'm trying to say. Um... I I would say like wanting to feel at home. Yeah. Whatever at home can mean. Mhm. Mhm. So, Adrian, what are you nostalgic for? I don't honestly, I don't even really know how to start because like I don't know. I I think like it's hard to think about what I'm nostalgic for. Well, I'll say just as something to 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 stir the the pot, 
uh-huh. so to speak. Um, after I came up with the title for our podcast last time, which I hope, though I don't, I don't know how many of I, uh, people I expect. Um, I don't. I hope people got that it was a reference to "Till I Collapse" by Eminem. My roommates um, would have got it if they would have listened to the podcast. But okay. Well, <laughs> it was it was supposed to be a reference to uh, Coll- "Till I Collapse" by Eminem, where he's listing his list of favorite rappers, and here's the order that is in his list that it's in. I think um, I know where you're going, and I agree with this. Keep going. Uh, it goes Reggie, Jay-Z, Tupac, and Biggie. But then we said Donald because we didn't talk about Reggie at all. But anyway, after we recorded this podcast, Adrian and I both put on um, Till I Collapse by Eminem. And you, Adrian, said that this song just feels like high school. Uh-huh. Which, like, I, I think that that's like nostalgia. Yeah. In yeah. a sentence. Yeah. I think, yeah, because, like, and then I think also part of nostalgia is just, like, so thinking about this example of, like, listening to Eminem or even just, like, that time period of music just, like, bring back, brings back, like, flashes of things. And I think that that also, too, is nostalgic. So, like, I can think of, like, just, like, sitting on the band bus or riding home from whatever thing we were doing with Ryan and Willie. Like, those are the type of things that come back when I think of that song. And, which I would say is nostalgic. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think of memory in probably a weird way. Um, But are you familiar at all with, like, diagrams of gravity? Mm, No. Okay, so... Google this? Uh, I may have seen this. I don't know. Uh, so, like, in in lots of diagrams of gravity, people say that still right now the best understanding of gravity that we have is probably as an effect of the bending of space-time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I'm trying to give you good things to Google, but I can't think of anything right now. But you'll see is things. It, like, a black is hole like- is just, like, a giant... You have like a graph paper out, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's a like black that, hole is a big whoop yeah, down it's like into a, this graph it, paper. It's like if you have a cloth and then you would drop a ball yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, memory is like gravity, where you have really important things that have a lot of weight and they cause a big def- deformation in this memory, and then things get caught up orbiting around um, whatever that important thing is so like high school for adrian like i don't i don't particularly like the song till i collapse but i like i like to be in that that gravity like be in that Mm -hmm. solar system kind of of oh yeah when i'm there i can see circling past me the band bus or like it's like one o'clock in the morning and we're setting up lights and everyone's mostly crazy at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like this weird smell of bus seats. Um, That's kind of like wafting through the air Uh um, when I hear that song. So like that's how I think of memory. And so to me, nostalgia isn't any of those. It's not like I want this particular thing i just want to be back in that 
orbit where I know these things that are swirling around me instead mm. of just like I don't know what's going on now, right? It's like it's more comfortable. It's more like home. Right, right. Another thing too, we talked about the other day that I thought this applies to nostalgia is when I was visiting you and we were hiking and I was thinking about how just like in the past I have been like walking I can remember times of walking with a friend and we I was basically in the winter so like the trees had no leaves on it and it was just like not dead trees but trees with no leaves and just like sticks mm-hmm. and I was looking around and I was like this is beautiful like this is gorgeous and my friend was like, well, what do you mean? Like, there's no leaves on the trees. There's, it's just bare and, and, and like, not, there's no life. And so, like, for me, I was thinking, okay, why is, why is that memory or why is that view beautiful to me? Why do I enjoy that? And I, I always point that back to hiking in Kentucky during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, so, mm-hmm. and so I'm in that moment, I'm nostalgic for that weekend that we spend time with family in Kentucky doing things like hiking and playing football and board games and eating great food. And so that is the thing that kind of triggers that nostalgia um, in that moment. I was going to say for a more specific example of things that I'm nostalgic for or like something that I like a lot because of nostalgia is Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time as a wee lad playing Harvest Moon 64 on our N64, our Pikachu N64 that Zach got yeah. at math, math whatever. Math <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and st- st- Harvest Moon 64, I'm going to say, is still like the greatest game ever, even mm-hmm. though it's not, but it's just like... I, I know what my, all my sheep are named like Ed, Eddie, and Edward. Yeah. Um, I forget what my cows' names are, which is embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I I I've done I've played Stardew Valley '64 so many times, and like I remember this one time, I accidentally climbed a tree and ended oh, up on the top it? of this mountain, and I have <laughs> I had no idea how to get down. So I just passed out on top of this mountain after I climbed up a tree. And I have no idea how to do that. And just like fishing. And fishing is so easy in that game. And it's yeah. like you get these large fish. And like the best way for... Uh, the best way to marry one of the characters named Karen is just to pick up your dog. My dog was named Ralph. <laughs> after after the character in Oracle of... Uh, ages oh my goodness (laughs) and so she loves ralph and there's no limit to giving gifts in Mm -hmm. started out valley 64 so you just are holding your dog and talk to her over and over again and bam uh she loves you which dogs yeah i think that's still not that's not invalid (laughs) um but there are, yeah, there are a lot of flaws in Stardew Valley 64. You keep saying Stardew Valley 64. Do you mean to say that, or do you mean no, to say Harvest Moon? But I refuse to acknowledge them uh, because it's the greatest game ever. Uh, so, 
Stardew Valley is also it's it's very good, um, and lots of people who have never played Harvest Moon like it. But I like I love it because it's like Harvest mm-hmm. Moon, mm-hmm. and it's like the guy who made it. Clearly, we have those same memories yep. of playing these old school Harvest Moons, and then playing the new ones and being like, "This is not the same." I have to like open up a shop and wait for people to walk past and sell them things. That you know which game I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, Stardew Valley reminds me of Harvest Moon '64, which reminds me of just like being up in the attic on mm-hmm. those weird box chairs. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being a kid. Yeah, I was trying to think of other uh, other things or like moments when I was nostalgic, and and this one is is pretty specific. But in college, for one of our like Christmas parties in our dorm, we were like, what our the RA was like, all right, we're just gonna mo- watch like a terrible Christmas movie. I just like Googled like worst Christmas movies of mm, all time, yeah. and this one came up, and we're gonna watch it. <laughs> I had no idea what it was gonna be. He turns it on, and here comes Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. starring Robert Downey Jr. and the Muppets. And I just, like, lose my mind, because growing up, we've, like, watched this movie, like, just hundreds and hundreds of times. You can the ask our mother. Tree, the perfect so tree. The so sick of it. And, like, I think this what? is a really... Mom loves Mr. Willoughby's Christmas no, Tree. No, she does. She does. And I think, like, it's, like, the perfect example of nostalgia almost because like i can't even remember a time before i knew mr willoughby's christmas tree like it goes back further than my memories and like i i don't even really remember watching mr willoughby's christmas tree all that much i can i i get like glimpses and like remembering all the nabisco commercials that would show up oh yeah yeah recorded recorded on the vhs but like just like watching it in college and like still knowing all the songs and like just enjoying it and just like yeah it's it's kind of that perfect idea of nostalgia where i don't really have a physical memory of it Mm -hmm. but it brings me back to that feeling of like okay this is this is home this is this is comfort of growing up one thing that reminded me of being a kid i so i unintentionally wore my yellow sweater today Though I bought this yellow sweater to metaphorically reclaim my childhood. Oh my goodness, yes. Which might be a weird statement um, if you don't know me. But I I usually like to choose my clothes as metaphorical statements, even if they're only metaphors for myself. Um, Classic. So look out for that next time. um, Because remember in, in Austin's world, everything is done with utmost intentionality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so look out for that next time you see me wearing anything. Anyway, when I was playing with Oliver, with that Oliver's our nephew for those who don't know, um, I was wheeling around his. Uh, it's not really his. It's like no one's because it's everyone's firefighter truck. And that, that we played up, played with yeah. his children, and, and we Oliver's had playing. we had to name the firefighters, and I named uh, 
the firefighters Tobadiah and uh, Jarediah. And I asked Oliver if he wanted them to be named that. And he said he liked the name Tobadiah, uh, but <laughs> didn't like the name Jarediah and wanted them to be called Marker. So now they are Marker and Totodiah. Um And that that's just like a classic. Austin is like three years old naming stuffed animals names. And I don't know why I thought of that. I, I had two elephants. I got them. I know the picture of me getting them were in the old house at mm-hmm. the Kiefer's. Mm-hmm. Um, and their names are Shoops and what? <laughs> and I have no idea why. You're probably what, like four or five? I was less these? than I was less than five because I was five the first year we were in. That's um, right. That's right. Our house. Um, and what? So I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why their names are Shoops and what. Shoops kind of makes sense. Shoops is like a good elephant name, but what is? Uh, <laughs> he, he takes the cake. Uh, what is the smaller one? Uh, for those of you who are interested. But I like I spent most of my childhood pretending to be a dog. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like and so, like. Over the garden wall makes me nostalgic for that because the kid, um, shoot, I don't remember his name, Wirt and Greg. Greg is just like me as a kid. He has no idea what's going on, but he's like he would definitely name his elephant Shoops and what. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so good. So, um, nostalgia is famous in other terms not just for the odyssey but also for like stranger things and um it uh, i'm trying to think of other things just like oh jonah hill just made a movie called mid 90s yeah which is yeah. like i don't know how you could i don't know how you can get like more intentionally this is about nostalgia than mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um so is that different than what we're talking about? Is it the same? And should we watch mid-90s? To me, it feels... I don't, I don't know. It, to me, it feels different. I don't know how other people respond to those movies and TV shows. And maybe they're, it's more nostalgic for them. But I, th- I think for me, it's less personal. It, 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 what is really nostalgic are these moments where it's like mm-hmm. something happens which triggers me to fall in that gravity memory well, and I get com- pulled completely back to another place in time. Maybe that is happening in in these this movie and these TV shows it doesn't happen for me well I haven't watched mid 90s and I wasn't alive during the 80s so maybe that's why it doesn't happen but um it I think that there the yeah it it's more of a again I have no idea if this is true but it's more of like a social nostalgia as opposed to a a, a personal nostalgia uh um yeah, I mostly agree with that. But counterpoint, is it because we're so like I don't feel very connected to the pop culture of my growing up 
in the same way that many people seem to feel connected to their pop mm-hmm. culture growing up. Mm-hmm. It it would like I think if somebody made it like if Arthur came back as like uh <laughs> like if someone made an Arthur movie. Right. I I I would hate that. But that would be like the closest thing to me to like punkish skateboarding culture which seems mm-hmm. to be depicted in uh um the mid 90s. Like I have no idea who early 2000 pop singers are. Uh you probably do, you just don't know it. Who? Um um I don't know. You could get up a list though and you probably would right. be surprised. I'll google it quick. Um but I think I think like there is I think like part of it I think that's true I think that we were removed from that and I think like what proves that is like the idea like Pokemon Go mm-hmm. like we were fairly connected more or less to Pokemon which was pretty pop culture when it first came out we or, would like, we were... sneak episodes of Pokemon when yeah mom and dad weren't home yeah wink wink spoilers mom and dad. I think they already know that. <laughs> no, we kept it. We kept it a secret until so, now. So, like, um, Pokemon Go kind of brings that back a little bit. It, it's 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 different though. I don't know. And I think like yeah, we probably don't fit inside of that because our yeah, we don't necessarily look back as fondly on the culture as opposed to. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to speak for other people's experience because I don't know that. But I think that we probably were disconnected from that a little bit. We didn't really okay. skateboard. No, it. I'm telling. I have no idea who these people are. Avril Lavingren. Uh, Michelle Branch. Nora Jones. Vanessa Carlton. Who are these people? I don't know, dude. I could be wrong. I mean, this list that I just brought up has, like, Rihanna, Neo, Chris Brown. Who's Neo? Like, from The Matrix? No. Anyways, this isn't really all that important. (laughs) I'm I'm just trying to emphasize that, like, I don't think we are the appropriate targets for like nostalgia marketing because we like our nostalgia is oh, I, I, this sounds like I don't want to sound like judgmental towards other people but I feel okay I'll phrase it differently lots of people have more personal nostalgia linked to cultural things than we do. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I think in the same way, too, that will change for us. Yeah. Um, so what, like, what's, what's like, the, the big cultural event? Like, what's our Star Wars? Like, will we be... Will people, like, remake Marvel movies and we'll be, like, Oh, I remember when Chris Evans was Captain America. I mean, maybe, but I think for us it would be Lord of the Rings, right? Like, Oh, yeah, I, that's true. I, I hope they would never remake Lord of the Rings. No, they never should. <laughs> but, like, 
but like that's that's our thing, right? Like I mean, think about how nostalgic we are for Lord of the Rings. No, Man. that's true. My oh man, one of my favorite YouTube channels called Cinema Wins, far mm-hmm. superior to Cinema Sins. Everyone should stop watching that and watch Cinema Wins because it's wow. better. F- f- yeah, fight me. I mean, um, I believe you, but but he's know. he's doing the Lord of the Rings right now, and it's it's so good. Um, it makes me just want to watch Lord of the Rings. And the fellowship, mm-hmm. I own the fellowship, but it's on Netflix right now too. Yeah. Um, and it's like, wow, I would love to watch the fellowship, but it's three hours long, which is a bad reason not to watch it. But and mm-hmm. so he just released his two towers one today. So if you're yeah, doing some research, you can figure out when we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> because that's such a big secret. It is a secret. Um. And I was like, man, even watching clips of Aragorn and Theoden, when Aragorn's just like, ride out with me, it just like gives me chills. Mm. Every time I see Gandalf up on that hill, mm. it's just like, oh, greatness is here. Like thinking about it right. is like chills for me. Right. Um, so if someone wanted to make a, I don't know, I hated The Hobbit though. Right. I would watch like... A making of the Lord of the Rings, though. We've already seen that. Yeah, I know. I like they made a new one, though. I would watch it. Okay, okay. But I think I think that is like would be the pinnacle for us. Is like, yeah. I mean, think about not only did we watch the movies constantly, like we had all the action figures. We had the oh yeah trading card game. We had all of the stuff. Yeah, that's true. We're really hardcore in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I decorated and painted my room. That's to be true. Lord of the Rings themed. Yeah. Even the curtains. Mm-hmm. Which lasted a long time, a lot longer than they should have probably. Yeah. You hand painted flags. Oh yeah, that's true. That Rohan flag was that one legit. Was for the legit. record. <laughs> for what? Like. <laughs> Honestly, the Gondor one should have been easier for you to do. But it was terrible. But it was bad, and the yeah. Rohan one was so much better. No, yeah, I agree. Um, you know another thing that I'm nostalgic for? Uh, Treebeard's arm fell off. That made me really sad. Oh, my I goodness. Think. we I bought that Treebeard with bittersweet money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a, oh, so many things. But, yeah. like, I will see bittersweet here. Bittersweet. For those of you who don't know, it's just a wild weed that's a berry that grows on a vine. It, it's all over the place if you know what you're looking for. Back in, I don't know how old we were. We were young. We would go out. We were young. We would go out and harvest this stuff. And then we would drive around places. And when I say we, I mean mom did all of the this stuff and we helped her. She did all the driving. We were like climbing trees though, snipping this that's stuff. True. We were climbing trees, clipping off the, the vines, and then we would meticulously pick all of the leaves off yeah. these vines. So, now, so the, it, was, it was like 2005 to 2007, because yeah, things gonna, fell apart during the financial crash. That's right. In 2008, we were hit by the, the recession, yeah. our bittersweet business. Anyways, so, so the berries then open up, and so they're yellow berries on the outside with a red, like a yellow shell on the outside with a red berry. You could Google it. It, it is really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And so we would sell this to a lot of people. 
and we and would make like wreaths out of it. And we'd sell it on on eBay to people in Florida and stuff. Again, and our back porch was a, a mess of, of these leaves. Yeah, but then we would so then we would get money from this, and then we would buy stuff. So like, so many things that we buy. I bought that miniature soccer ball that we ended up playing kickball. Yes. In oh, oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> Um, you, you bought the, the giant tree beard action figure. Yeah. We what, I, buying... what I really like about the Lord of the Rings action figures, they're inch to, to foot scale. That's true. So tree beard is like, he's like two feet tall. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. And then he can like pick up the hobbits and it looks like just like the movie. Yeah. And he, if you push to the top, he says things. Yeah. Um. What else was like? I was gonna say something else too. Shoot, what was it? I don't know. Something about bittersweet. It was before we got to bittersweet, but I forget. Lord of the was. Rings. Uh, Your curtains. Uh, no. Okay, we'll move on. But anyway, I I don't know if, how I feel about marketing for nostalgia. Because, like I, I think... like I like. Like right now, this is fun for me. Like I like mm-hmm. these f- feelings of nostalgia and just like the discovery of old things that you remember. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I, that, and I think most people do, which is why people market to nostalgia. Right. And and I think it's okay. I mean, I I don't know. I I don't really see it as good or bad. I guess my question is, and maybe it's broader, is, like, nostalgia good or bad? Like, is it good for us to be nostalgic? Or is it detrimental because we only look back at and and look at the good things about a time or a past? Or, like, we don't, it, it doesn't capture a true picture of an event or something like that. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. What do you think? I, um, I, I think it depends on the context. Um, so for me, a time that I'm nostalgic for is 11th grade because like, to me, 11th grade was like, that was my favorite year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I felt really like settled then. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm really good at all the things that I'm doing. And I know the people that I'm with and I like the people that I'm with. Let's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it depends like if I'm here just being like man I wish things were like 11th grade again I don't think that's good mm-hmm. because it pulls me out uh, it, like it pulls me away from actually living and making things like 11th grade again um, but if I like if I was hanging out with those same people I think it would be good because it it like reinforces the connections we had mm-hmm. uh, it's mm-hmm. it's like re reestablishing um, who we are and our relationship to each other like right now I think this is good because it's like oh, man all those great times um, but it's not like I'm happy to be sharing that, but it's not like, man, I really wish I was literally there doing those same things, mm-hmm. which can be a tendency of nostalgia. Yeah. No, I, I think I agree with that, too. And I think, like, another thing to think about nostalgia is to, like, 
yeah, like romanticize a time or a situation, and kind of like along those same lines, it's easy to be like, oh, I wish it was back at this time, or remember this time when my life was so much better. But I think it's easy to fall into the trap of of forgetting that it. Yes, in one one situation may have been better, but not the the entire situation was better. I guess I, I think like it's it's the classic thing of like you're all either like either looking forward to the future or looking to the past, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, I'm always hoping that I'm at the next thing. I'm at the next thing. Um, or or you're always looking back and it's like okay, I wish it was like when I was in college, or I wish it was like when I was in high school or middle school or whatever back to when I was a kid like I, I think when those things when nostalgia in that sense prevents you from fully being in the place where you are now place in time where you are now where you're just dwelling in that yeah that's when it's detrimental but I agree I, th- I think that nostalgia can and is a good thing to just connect with people or, or mm-hmm. to remember or um, to rekindle those friendships as you were talking about or or strengthen the relationship with your family or with others, I think that that's when nostalgia can be really beneficial. And and so, like, even back... I, I don't know. I don't know if, how much I actually want to make this connection, but, like, in The Odyssey, right? Like, nostalgia is driving him forward. It's it's mm-hmm. not... He, he's remembering it, right? But he's not... He's he's using that to say, okay, hey, there is something better out there. Again, I don't know how much I want to say that because I don't want to like wish too much for the past or whatever. But I think like if you can use nostalgia to say, hey, like my life's kind of rough right now. I mean, that's an understatement for Odysseus, maybe. But but like I'm Depends looking on the for instance. Right, right, right. But just like looking for, I don't know, I don't know. Again, I don't really know if I like that. Um, it's interesting, I, I will say, so, my favorite quote from Andy Bernard, which is not hard, because he says a lot of dumb things, it's, is, yeah, it's he one. says it, like, right at the end of the finale of The Office, he, mm. he's like, I wish I knew what the good old days were when I was in them, or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's like, for me, thinking about high school, I'm like, I spent a lot of time in high school wishing I was not in high school, mm-hmm. but now I'm like, I wish I would have known like that things were good then Mm -hmm. so like i wish i was there enjoying them but at the same time i know i wouldn't be because i would all like past me didn't know that and i don't think would ever know that you know um so yeah so it's it's weird it's like um i've been reading uh a French word I can't pronounce by Blaise Pascal. It means thoughts, and it's like pensées. Um, but he he talks about it's he draws a lot from Augustine. Um, he talks about how you're always either looking in the past or looking forward to the future, mm-hmm. or looking to the future hoping that it's like the past. And you you have all these circular thoughts around the past and the future and all the all the time you're losing the present that you're currently in Mm -hmm. um which is i don't know it's a hard thing to do like 
you shouldn't lose the present that you're in because that's what you have. Right. But I also, I also don't think you should you should ignore, you should necessarily ignore the past or the future. Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely a tough balance, and I I think to, um, something I like to think about is like. Again, it's not always true, but I think a lot of times in life, you're you are always you're in a spot where you used to wish you were. Yeah. Um, and and I think like hopefully, right. But I and I think it's an interesting thought because it's like okay, like if I'm in college, I'm I'm looking to my life after college. But there was at one point in my life when I was in high school and I was looking the time that I was in college and, and longing for that and so like how can we get back to that idea of longing for the place that we are now mm-hmm. um, instead of always looking forward or looking back but I do agree there is definitely an aspect of looking forward and looking back that we need to have um, but not at the loss of the present Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of home, I was I'm drinking from this mug that says Elizabethtown Borough because I bought mm-hmm. it at the Goodwill in Reims. Mm-hmm. And when Adrian was visiting, he sees the side of this mug and he's like, "Who's Elizabeth?" And I look over and I'm like, "I don't know who is Elizabeth." <laughs> and then I realize that he can only see Elizabeth on my Elizabethtown Borough. Um, which reminds me of a time in 11th grade, actually, where I was, uh, I was picking at the broken welding with my pencil. I was using my classic zebra metal 0.5 pencils. Nice. Um, and, uh, Mrs. Parkinson, who's now Dr. Parkinson, really? thought I was texting on my phone and she asked me, Austin, is there something you need to check? And I'm like, is there something I need to check? I look up at the clock, and I'm like, I don't think I'm missing anything. So I'm just like, uh, no? Because I had no idea what she yeah, was talking about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that it's just like, I don't know. How nice would it be to just like, if someone was like, do you need to check something? Not to think like, what's on my phone right now it's like wow hmm. how how innocent i was <laughs> back in uh in 11th grade mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, anyway i don't know where story. i was going with that story um but so if if someone made if someone made a movie right now that was supposed to be like Lord of the Rings like in the way Stranger Things is like a compilation of all things Spielberg would I like that? I I think that that's not the way to look at it it would be a movie about kids like growing up in that where I, I don't know maybe this is wrong but like them 
sitting at home. It would and... be a movie about kids watching Lord of the Rings and Arthur. Right, or it's I'd more like that. A, it's more like a movie <laughs> like, like Boyhood, maybe, where it it the story or, or like so in mm, I don't know what I'm trying to say. So the thing that's nostalgic about Stranger Things is not that, well, again, I don't know this, but it's not that the story, well, it kind of is, but it's not that the story is the same story as something in the past, which it kind of is, but but it's that they are in this world where they are doing things that are, that people relate to, whether it's D&D or other things that show up throughout the movie. I don't know, maybe that's not true. So, would I watch a movie about people in marching band in 2010? I don't know. No, probably not. That sounds terrible. Because your experience is probably very different than what is perceived. How it would be depicted. Right. I wouldn't watch uh, I don't know. So, okay, so here's maybe the example. It Are we going to be... Well, it, there's a couple things. I was not very nostalgic when I watched The Hobbit. Well, maybe actually I was a little bit. That's a lie. Um, with certain scenes. Yeah. Will we be nostalgic for the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings thing? I don't know. I... I I'm I feel like I'm going in too critically already. But even so even something like The Force Awakens was very nostalgic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it was good and I liked it a lot. So I don't really know if I'm answering your question. Yeah, I don't know. I st- I still think we're just like we're bad candidates for mass marketable nostalgia. I mean, that's possible. But, I mean, think about, like... But, like, think about The Lord of the Rings, or The Hobbit, or Star Wars, when you hear concerning Hobbits, or when you hear the Star Wars theme. Like, that's it, right? Like, for me, like, that brings me into that memory well. I guess. That moment I hear the Star Wars theme, it's just like, boom, like, I'm there. Or I hear Concerning Hobbits, even if it's in this terrible movie called The Hobbit. Like, I'm still there. I'm back in that. I'm back in there. That's true. That was the best part of the Hobbit trilogy, though. Yeah. Mm, I guess. But anyways, any final thoughts? Um... Yeah, uh, nostalgia is nice, but proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the best way to be nostalgic is with other people. I yeah. think that it it's it's um, I think it's okay to be nostalgic, just you just personally. But but um, don't lose sight of where you are now okay thanks Luke from Rochester yeah for the suggestion yeah if you have any other suggestions email them to and when I say I mean at gmail.com
I think we got another one today. Did we? I don't know. Maybe that was just sent to me, but I thought it was sent to. Okay, well I'll have to check the email. Yeah. Well, I I've been busy today. I had to uh, edit a response to someone who thinks I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. Oh my goodness. Anyway. I also had to make a presentation for a class that I'm in. Also audacious. Mm. Making me do work for classes. <laughs> You're not nostalgic for that. I'm not, no. Um, yeah, no, I. it's like the, the longer it's been since I've gotten my undergraduate degree, my motivation for classes is just like absolutely bottomed out. Like it's, let me my, tell you, people. My it is my eleventh grade self would be like literally puking at himself <laughs> at me right now. He would be it's so true. He would be so mad at me. But I still have a four zero eleventh grade self. So <laughs> puke all you want. <laughs> oh, he'd be upset that it's not a five point zero. Hey, it 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 gets rough in the real world, eleventh grade self. You can't get a five zero. Oh my goodness! Do you have any recommendations for us this week? Um, uh, I've been really distracted by watching the Great British Baking Show, so I <laughs> I have not finished any books this week. Wow! Uh, which I know is embarrassing for me, and eleventh grade self can puke his self again. Um. So I haven't finished any books, though I do recommend the newest season of The Great British Baking Show. I will say I was amazingly skeptical, no, just regular Austin skeptical, of the the Netflix revamp of the show. Uh, I, I thought the show was going to absolutely collapse once Mary Berry left. But mm-hmm. Prue is, she's definitely a serviceable replacement for Mary Berry. Uh... They are both. They both have the the outrageously posh accent, which is which is nice. That's a that was thoughtful of whoever is in charge of Netflix. And she still plays the good cop to Paul's bad cop. Paul Hollywood's still there, so that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the hosts are a drastic improvement. I was never really a fan of Mel and Sue, which I, <laughs> I've not made much of a secret of. But, uh, yeah, I like Noel and Sally. I don't remember her name. It's not Sally. Um, she's fine. Noel, I think, is he's he's the better. He's the best host they've had because he's actually a comedian. So he's really good with like the funny response to what someone says. Yeah. Or and he'll he'll just catch Paul completely off guard. And Paul who's normally just like the king of the domain of the tent just is like absolutely like flummoxed. He has no idea what to say. Nice. Oh also I played a game the other day that was Can You Guess the British Slang? Nice. And uh, my team won because I've read lots of British books. So, 
Yeah, my, my British slang is pretty good because I listen to the British versions of Harry Potter on audiobook. Oh, nice. Nice. So I keep that um, pretty good. I also... Funny story about British slang. I'm just going to interject right here. Yeah, that's fine. So the the guy who preached on Sunday, we have a lot of British people that are part of our church. Was it Ian? No, this that's all, who also looks just like Paul Hollywood. No. Yeah. No, this was Nick Lines who is... He helps with... He's actually down at the church in Brooklyn. Is that with a Y? No. Oh. It's just like the, the line. Oh. Um. Anyways, he... So during his sermon, he used approximately like three... Three weird slang terms. The first two were weird British slang terms that I don't think anybody knew. I had no idea what he was talking about even. And then the nice. third one, he gets to it and he says... It's it's not as it's not weird because I knew what it was. But I mean, it's still weird. He said honky dory, which I knew what that was. But then he paused on that one to say, "Do you guys know what that means?" And I was like, "Why are you pausing on this one? This is the one I yeah, know. The other yeah. two that you used before, I had no idea what those meant." I will say one last thing about the Great British Baking Show. Paul's facial hair situation has definitely improved this season. He has a beard now wow. instead of just a goatee. Um. Much better. Anyway, I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast yesterday because Anthony said I should. And it was so frustrating. Anthony's like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. It's Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubens talking about music. I was like, ugh, what? come on, podcast. Why do you have to exist that way? And then I Google it, and it's made by Pushkin Industries. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, podcast. Why why do you have to do this to me? Now I have to listen to you. For those who don't know, Pushkin is Alexander Pushkin, who was the first... He's 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 basically the Shakespeare of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what Shakespeare is to English language is what Pushkin is to the Russian language. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I listened to it. And it's called Broken Record. And then... So it was just Malcolm Gladwell talking to Rick Rubin. If you don't know Rick Rubin, he's a mostly hip-hop producer. But then I also learned that he produced uh, that Johnny Cash song from the Logan trailer. It's called Hurt. So mm-hmm. then I listened to America 4, um, some subtitle by Johnny Cash while I was watching the Red Wings yesterday. And yeah. it was really great. Um it was really sad, and then I later learned most of the songs were covers, which whoever wrote the review was very upset about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I didn't know that the songs were covers other than um, uh, Danny Boy. I knew that was not a Johnny Cash original, but... Um, I hung my head. It's just like really sad. It's about him randomly killing a guy. Hurt is the one from the Logan trailer. So if you mm-hmm. like the Logan trailer, listen to Johnny Cash, America Number Four, The Man Comes Around. Also, the first song, The Man Comes Around, is just like it's just like he quotes Revelation the entire song. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then I listened to John Coltrane's Giant Steps um, because 
I watched a video about John Coltrane's Giant Steps. It's The video was interesting because, like, I would not have appreciated the song unless I listened to it. So I learned some fun things about music theory, which helped me appreciate John mm-hmm. Coltrane. So that's kind of a hodgepodge of recommendations. Hopefully I'll read a book by next week and not be a slacker. Though, what are we doing for next week? That's not very important. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about what that. What's your recommendations? Uh, so my recommendations... Uh, I actually read an article this week, which is rather shocking. Wow. <laughs> um, basically what happened, I was scrolling through Facebook, and somebody, I saw an article that I was like, what happened here? Um, actually, how I got ended up clicking on it was really we just a long string, because it goes back to like talking about Ariana Grande. Anyways, I don't even ah. realize, remember how we got to Ariana Grande, to be honest. Okay, so the article... The article is on the Washington Post. It's by Dan Crenshaw, who is a Republican mm. representative from Texas. So I didn't know this story. Um, but the, basically what happened was... I, I, I don't want to go... You can read the article. But the point I want to recommend it is that... Uh, so anyways, basically he's a retired Navy SEAL. Um, and basically on SNL they were making fun of him. Oh, yeah. Um, for being a Navy SEAL. Not really, but they're just making Not fun. really. Not really. Um, but I, I just I just thought his... So read, I recommend reading the article from the Washington Post. His response was, was very good. I, I, thought, I found it very refreshing. Um, and then at the end, he was saying a lot of the stuff that we either said last week or the week before... Um, I'll read one line here if I can find it. Um, um, one of his points that he was making is um, he he's talking about he says let's agree that the ideas are fair game. If you think my idea is awful, you should say as much. But there's a difference between attacking an idea and attacking a person behind the idea, which I thought really kind of went well with what we were talking about the other day. So, anyways. I don't really know a whole lot about the story, but I think it was interesting. Um, uh, the the person, Pete Davidson... Oh, okay, that's why you're reading about Ariana Grande. Right, okay. because he I did see that. Ariana Grande. Uh, he did apologize on the yeah. next episode of uh, yeah, SNL. Yeah, he did. He but did. And the article I forgot. About that. I was going oh, to... The, the point that I wanted to finish with, but that I forgot last episode so mm-hmm. rewind and we're the last episode so kendrick not only went and talked to jay-z about his control verse and said hey i'm not trying to start i'm not trying to re- replay history mm-hmm. um let's let's not get into this east coast west coast feud they then collaborate and like have i think they collaborated before that so on um, the remix of a song from Good Kid, Mad City. So it's it's not just going to the other side. It's working together with the other side is, mm-hmm. is how you mm-hmm. um, really achieve lasting. Uh, like that's, that's how you, you make things better. Yep. Okay. 
we're way over time, but I'm going to keep going anyways. So my um, my next recommendation, I finished an audiobook, so that's as close, this is as close as we're going to get to me reading a book in a week and Austin does it. But I started yeah. this. I, started I did this read book. half of two books, though, just in that's, my defense. That's fair. Um, so I finished Calamity, the final book of the oh, Wagner series. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Lay it on me, brother. Which has been out for <laughs> two years now. I will say, so it's been a long time. So the Reckoner series, young adult novels written by Brandon Sanderson, basically it's like an event happens and then random people are given superpowers. And then you deal with this. Um, The first book was really good. Um, I thought it was really good. I agree. Um, And I also think that they need to make a movie out of it because it would be a really good movie. The second book, I don't really remember a whole lot from what happened because it was a long time ago, but I remember it being not as good. That's right. Yeah, that's the right, that's the right, rec- that's the right remembrance. The third book seemed to be not as bad as the second book, not as good as the first book, and it seemed like just a lot of nothing happened in it. Like, a lot of stuff happened, but it felt like nothing happened. Um, and then the ending was not my favorite. Again... Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a terrible person and like tragic endings. This was not a tragic ending. Anthony um, from Pittsburgh and I both thought it was awful. It Not only was it not tragic, but it was just, like, bad. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all in all, I would recommend this series, I think. Um, it's not bad. Um... If you want to read the first book and quit, though, it is not a bad option. It falls into that category of young adult (laughs) novels where you can just read the first book and forget the rest, which, sadly, there's a lot of those out there. No, yeah. My final recommendation, this one fits along with nostalgia, and when you mentioned, who did you, what did you mention musically? Johnny Cash. You were talking about Johnny Cash, (laughs) and so I was thinking, what did you say, Kendrick? No, I said Jay-Z. No. I was just going to go backwards. and Johnny Cash. You mentioned Johnny yeah. Cash, which which I was going to make a joke about the song Chicken in Black, which is by Johnny Cash. Yeah. And then what that reminded me of was Alison Krauss. And so Alison oh, Krauss yeah. is a huge nostalgia for me. No, for that's both true. Of us. So if my I recommendation... I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. We probably have before, and I'm going to recommend it again. The, the album, Now That I've Found You, is just, like, extremely nostalgic, like... It's just another one of those times where it's just, you can't even really put words, like, no, you can't even like, explain it. I put on, um, palm I'd rather be in the palm of your hands yeah. in the lab one day, and was, oh, like, almost crying, just, like, at school, just listening to the song. It's, like, it's that, like, nostalgic, and it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, so check it out. It's, you might not like it, but it's extremely nostalgic for us. I thought it was interesting, Rick Rubin said, when he was working with Johnny Cash, he's mm-hmm. like, Johnny Cash, like, he does have a sense of humor, but I didn't want any of that in this album. <laughs> That's totally he's like, fair. I didn't want him to be Johnny Cash, I wanted him to be the legend Man in Black, but it's, it, 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 like, all the songs feel like, wow, I'm old, past my prime, like, what am I even like we need to wrap things up that's how that's just like how it feels Uh, which is perfect for logan 
Right, yeah, it is perfect for Logan. But it was interesting to hear Rick Rubens talking about it. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yep. Catch you on the flippity flip. Thanks for sticking with us. See you next week.